0: sit the floor, let the body sit the floor, let the body sit the floor, and welcome to episode 109 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. I really should find a way of shortening that, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, I am your hostess with the mostest. I am Jody. And, yes, welcome. We've got a fun, interesting episode for you tonight. But before we do that, I have to take a look around my virtual studio. And to say that on my left is the one, the only, the great date himself. Mr. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Hi, uh, Matt. Doing uh, really, really well. Nice. I like the sound of that. Yeah. How's your, uh, how, your prepping for vacation, As for, uh, from what we were talking about earlier before we started. So you've got to be looking forward to that
1: definitely uh last week of work was uh was hell so i'm fucking awesome because oh, it's fucking awesome now because uh we i just got a uh, vacation yesterday so uh, three and a half weeks and two weeks of driving around europe that's uh got that's going to be really great so
0: basically and an, any sort of international incident in the european region in the next two weeks may or may not be caused by you fair enough yeah I'm just pre-warning all our european listeners
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to go to Spain, so uh, I'm going to be drinking burning shots in Barcelona, that's for sure. And uh, then we'll take it from there. Yeah, (laughs) because
0: you, fire and alcohol could not result in anything that isn't perfectly good and healthy
1: and safe. Yeah, no one has ended in the hospital yet with that combination. So... um... (laughs) i I think I'm good. Sounds <laughs> like a challenge. Uh,
0: yeah. And on my and on my right of the right, as always, is the one and only the Crown Prince himself, who's atop his beer cans and pretzels on his throne. Is the man, Mister Freddy? How you doing, buddy?
2: I am awesomely good. Thank you. Awesomely good. I've had holidays, but not like there's been any. Holidays.
0: You're on vacation, aren't you?
2: <laughs> Apparently so. But don't tell fucking all the housework. I keep doing like building and shit.
0: Yeah, but uh, what, ha- what have you been building? Uh,
2: new decking. Uh, yeah. For like uh, some sort of uh, swimming amusement area for the kids.
0: And there may or may not been a photo floating around of you lying on, well, on a floaty on top of said area.
2: Yeah, uh, drinking some gin and tonic for like uh, some well-deserved recreational rest after all the hard work. Exactly. And also, uh, due to being summer, every fucking kid in the neighborhood, because we have a pool, keeps to rock up everywhere, all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mr. Freddy, can we swim in the pool?
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's like a, I don't know, it's called like a daycare center for us. It's, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> well, uh. gotta love that. <laughs> gotta love that. Everybody loves a swimming pool until it all goes wrong. But yeah. it can't go wrong with alcohol. That's all I'm saying. That's true. That's very true. Well, tonight, our episode this is actually a part one episode of two, because we're going to be looking and talking about consoles, Legion and Legion-specific consoles, to be precise. Um, so we've broken it down. We've each picked a few, and uh, we're going to be talking about them. And we picked a couple of the Legion-specific ones as well. And that's going to be our main topic tonight. So look, really looking forward to that. And believe it or not, we all may or may not have read most of the rules involved with them as well. So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. One, we'll once happen.
2: again, like if you come in from the old edition and you think you know some rules, read them again. <laughs> read them again. <laughs> you you don't. <laughs> you think you know something? You don't. Yeah, <laughs> no,
1: definitely. But not. I would still, I would still say we we had a question last time I was on where we, uh, I think it was you, Jody, who asked if it was better to know the old rules or to come in completely blank. Yeah. And Having played some games and having some new people in, it is still better to know the old rules. You you are a bit further or a, a lot further than coming in blank.
2: Oh, that's something. That's a, that's a
1: bonus and good good to hear. Cause...
2: you mean you you used to like reading Warhammer text. Is that, that that's the only pro?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sp- I speak Warhammer. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But you you do have a baseline of how did it work before and then we need to know like what was changed instead of learning how does it even work um so it, it's still a bit better but uh they did change quite a lot
0: nice well with something we're going to get into definitely when we talk about the consoles later on so i'm looking forward to that um let me just get some stuff that i have been told i bang on about quite a bit out of the way because it needs to be done um We've got a Facebook group. We've got a Facebook page. We've got we're on Spotify. You can listen to us in lots of different places. We've got Instagram, email, blah blah blah, and Discord. Yeah. We held our first um, hobby hangout last night, which was awesome. So big shout out to Tommy, uh, Mortz, and Pete who joined us. <laughs> Pete, absolute legend, was on vacation and calling in from Greece. To hang out and talk, hobby, Hardcore nerding, right there. It's beautiful, man. It's absolutely beautiful. And his Empress children and his blood angels are... good. The man has 14k worth of blood angels for heresy. Oh, my God. I mean, just, yeah, legend. Love Empress children,
2: I understand, but blood angels.
0: Well, you know, somebody's got to carry on the, the sad boy vampires or the laughy boy. I don't know. Are they the sad boy vampires or the laughy boy vampires? We didn't decide between them and the Night Lords.
2: Uh, Well, Michael's a, I don't know, Batman in alternate universe.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I think we have to go with, yeah, they're they're
2: Batman and they're whatever. Uh, (laughs) I I guess they're they're Avengers or Robin.
0: Oh, so many connotations to that that we don't need to get into. Uh, But we had a great time. We hung out for three hours last night, and we're going to be doing it again next Thursday. We're going to try and keep it as a regular thing um, every Thursday, or might do a Friday every now and then, because it's just different for different people. But there's an open link in our Facebook group, which you have to join to get to the Discord link, uh, which is ongoing, so you can join the Discord, Discord server from there. And, yeah, we talk about stuff on the Discord server in general, whips, general hobby chat, you know, whatever. So come and get involved. It is a lot of fun. Right. That's the that's the stuff I want to get out of the way there. Now I've banged on about it, Freddie. Yes. Are you are you working on
2: anything hobby wise this episode? Or I'm working on my uh, my Nightlord still. Oh, tra- nice. I'm trying to get the, like uh, I've I've done the whole Darth Blue thing, mm-hmm. which I kind of it it works. Like after I did some uh, pin washing, it looks uh, a bit more darker still. But, you were
0: using you were using the color shift paints, right? If I remember rightly,
2: yeah. That's right. like the the first time it looked a bit like uh, Alpha Legion, but mm-hmm. now with the dark blue, I think with the transfers, once yeah. we get the lightnings and stuff on, uh, it's going to definitely look a bit more dark, like uh, Night ish So um, you're going
0: to feel it fit be- fits a bit better,
2: yeah, and a bit like Battle Damage and shit. So nice. I'm still giving it a crack and see how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm looking um, forward to it, and that's going to be good. So, what, what actual dudes are you working on right now?
2: Well, it's the uh, two Marines, like mm-hmm. Beakies. So, they used to, like test Marines. So, I was trying to, you know, one one has one of uh, Vex Dude, no, Voxid, no, the Banner Dude. What are they called again? Vexilla. Vexilla Dudes. Yeah. And then just the a normal Marine Dude, just to see like how, how it's going to end up looking once I'm done.
0: I like the sound of that, man. That sounds pretty cool. I was trying to
2: get that. Working on, and hopefully it's gonna end up you know, decent, and it's gonna be like, yeah, so I'll have a project for for hmm maybe not three thousand points, but at least for some uh, ZM gaming after dark.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, after dark, that's gonna be fun. Eric, my dude, what about you? Have you got? Are you working on anything, or are you buried under a pile of books, ready for this episode?
1: Um, right, right now I'm uh, with the pile of books, but uh, <laughs> the last couple of days, however, or weeks. weeks. <laughs> uh basically we have been we did uh yeah we did this meeting between all the danes Mm -hmm. where we uh talked through the books and you know looked at different combinations and synergies and so on um and then we started to look at which uh, models we could yeah get from uh for, for the games workshop and then because I have the 3D printer, I kind of got uh, the job of uh, filling out the blanks. So I think I have been <laughs> printing like 70. Uh, I I've, I've found this. Um, actually, it's a Primaris rifle with a sniper scope on, and it, it looks really cool as a Nemesis boulder. Wow. Uh, that's a you know boulder or a weapon they haven't put out yet at least. So mm-hmm. I think I made like 70 uh, Nemesis boulders over the last few weeks.
0: So what you're saying is there's going to be a lot of character sniping coming from Danish armies, then? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That makes sense. Uh, and apart from that, I think I have. I'm helping Christine build her army, so um, have been making uh, saber tanks, or have been painting up saber tanks uh, with airbrush for her to uh, to move on with the brush. Saber tanks are so cute. They're small. Yeah, and they're so good now. (laughs) Uh, Save
0: that for a later episode. We're not going to get
1: too deep into that, otherwise we'll be here forever. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm doing 10,000 Sons of Guys with last cannons. I'm doing 10 new veterans for myself, helping Christine with 10 veterans. So you were quite a bit on the go then, by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. I I think, like, when when I looked at my Thousand Sons army for Skander's, I have maybe 800 points out of 3,000, and I'm spending three weeks on vacation now, which leaves me uh, five weeks to do the rest. Um, it's fine,
0: mate. You do it like everybody else. You just cram it in the last week and go insane by the time you get there.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, I I have a, a full gaming table that's just, you know, different parts <laughs> for all the different regiments. And then, of course, um my, all my old rights of war have been like the combination I used to play with. They don't work anymore. They don't exist anymore. Ah. So uh, now I'm also working on segments. I'm actually going to use segments for the first time ever, uh, but now with Thunderhammers, and that's not a conversion that is in the box, you know? So also I needed to find... you got to
0: get your bits for that, I guess, yeah.
1: Yeah, so so went to the internet and... To get some files, so I got hammers, printed some beautiful uh, right hand hammers, and then I realized the combi bolt is in right hand.
0: <laughs> so I did another
1: print. <laughs> and <laughs> then by accident, I chose the wrong file and oh. I mirrored it. And when the print was done, I realized that I had been printing uh, power axis. So now I'm going to try. You're not, you're not having a good time, are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 not good. So now I'm going to do a third print and yeah. do the thunder hammers correct. So yeah, well, been working hard on it. <laughs> at least, at least, it's bits
0: that you need, and you'll get there eventually, and you'll find use for the other bits somewhere. So that's
1: not a bad thing. Definitely,
0: I have to say I'm not working on any models because I never really do when I'm hosting because it's a lot easier not to. But what I am working on, uh, theoretic is is in theory, is I'm working on a space wolf's force at the moment, and I am trying to work out what because I, I want to run the um, oh the pale is it pale hunters? I got to remember, I always say it wrong, so I'm going to get shouted at, and I'm new to it, so be nice to me, internet.
2: Grey slayers or
0: no, 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 it's their right, specific right of war. Uh, the pale is pale hunters. Yes, got it. Yep. Um, and It's a lovely, it's a fun one, which is basically all out fast, forward attacking, flanking, all this sort of stuff. But you only get one heavy support slot. So I'm trying to work out what to take in that heavy support slot. I've been told 10-man LASCAN unit. Uh, I've been thinking three laser rapier destroyers. I'm not really in the financial place to, to invest in a tank of any sort, really, if I'm honest.
2: Um, they might go for sheep.
0: Uh, I have one. I have a Spartan, but I'm thinking. Of putting that, but I'm thinking of putting that on my Vargia Terminators and using it as a dedicated transport,
1: okay, so I don't
0: actually take up the slot, <laughs> so I can get some extra
1: heavy heavy ammo in there. Are you going close combat or what yes, are you going, do
0: yes. Close combat.
1: You might want like if you want to go all our, all our close combat, then Leviathans would be my best bet. They're heavy
0: support, aren't they? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're really good. Um, Otherwise, uh, if if you can't afford the tank, the, I was about to say the Kratos tank, because that's...
0: Yeah, I'd love a Kratos tank, but it's just, it's not there for me right now.
1: No. So. Or, yeah, the, the last one is the 10-man last cannon squad. I got a strong feeling it's going to be one of the best units in the game um, from launch here. But oh, you um, think, that,
0: think that over the three rapiers instead?
1: Yeah. Okay. Because they got Sunder now, so basically oh. a 10 Man Lask, and they can uh, return fire, which the laser, or the rapiers, yeah, if, if it's the rapier batteries, they can return fire, but if it's the uh, tanks, they cannot return fire as a reaction.
0: The rapier batteries is what I was thinking of.
1: Yeah, but aren't they elite? I
0: think? No, I, I thought they were, ha- this is the thing, I'm only working off... The, the yeah. main rule book and what I remember, so it might be the case and if you're listening to this and shouting at me, sorry, <laughs> I'll get there at the end but oh,
1: um, I, I'm fairly sure they're elite they used to be at least, and I haven't really read much about them but i'm I think they are elite
2: if you're working on a budget, just do ten uh, missile launches i've literally well this is the thing I've literally got the
0: ten last cannons because they were go- I was going to do an i have a, well like a heavy squad for the um for the Iron Warriors, so I've got the last cannons. that's fine. Oh, I, don't, I don't have the dudes. I don't actually have the the bodies yet. so it's a case of buy the bodies or do I go for another heavy support slot to go in there and what's it, what's it going to cost me? And because we'll talk about it in a second, the plastic Leviathan exists, that might be an affordable option but i don't know cuz i don't know exactly what the full price of that one is
2: well i'm pretty sure you can get 10 beaky marines <laughs> cheap of someone yeah yeah <laughs> that's
1: true i know Biaga has been buying up beaky marines for like 150 <laughs> 200 kroner for each 10 uh, each unit of 10
0: then i need to i will have to have a look at that then that's for sure
1: yeah, give give him a shout. He's uh, he's like our uh, black market used uh, crap demon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: love it, absolutely yeah. love it. I, I will I will hit him up. Well, that's what I'm working on. So let's let's do our little thing, gentlemen. Let's shuffle sideways over to our news desk, and we can talk about what's coming out new or what's out new and has been in the last uh, four six weeks. Yes. So over to the news desk. And there we are, because it's just a virtual studio. We don't really care. Yeah. Um, so because there's so much and we want to talk about some stuff that's going to be pretty heavy when we get into it on the consoles, we're going to kind of go through this lightly. So, but we'll still try and give some thoughts on it. So, I mean, none of us play White Scars, but hey, Freddie, you play Empress Children. So we got two upgrade sets come out. Fuck Yeah. Uh, so good. I still, th- I still think the dude from the Emperor's Children looks like he's wearing a skull cap rather than having a flowing piece of hair, which I think is what it's meant to be. But <laughs> those helmets are
2: so nice. The helmets are awesome. Like uh, especially the the sergeant one. That's my favorite.
0: Yeah, it's very pretty. And it I got to, so I got to admit, I love the the white scars helmets as well.
2: And you know, Viking grills. You know, we're all about mm-hmm. the grills. Grills yep. are the best. Uh, and I have to, I, I really like the swirly things on on the shoulder pads because it's definitely like they used to have swirly things on um, the noise, bar- not the noise things. marines, the, yeah, you know, the noise marine dudes and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. the other ones. And I think like uh, the sergeant helmet dude mm-hmm. is awesome. I, I would love if I had the money to make a unit purely out of these. Oh, because it's, it's like really a nice. combination between the old upgrade set and the, mm-hmm. uh, and, the Terminators. Could you
0: imagine doing just like a special unit of all of those? That would be so nice. Like a vet squad or
2: something. It would be so expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But
2: it would be fucking awesome.
0: It would be. And I, I like I said, I love I love that the white scars, they're all all Mark Six. But the the the, chi- the one the way they've done like I'm guessing the the champion, the sergeant closed helm, looks really cool, looks really different. And the open helm actually looks really nice I'm, i haven't been a fan of most of the open helm upgrades but this one i like it is good yeah so yeah that's pretty cool so we've got those still doesn't
2: beat uh, Empress children one
0: you know you have your own <laughs> fa- you, you you love what you love mate you love what you love um this came out this week because we can jump back and forth a bit, but this came out this week, and I do believe, Freddie, you 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 lay claim to this idea before anything else.
2: Oh yeah, Horace, heresy aeronautica.
0: Aeronautica,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we we as always foresee things in our podcast, and lo and behold, here we are. I was right. It's all about the fucking heresy. So it's going to be a ro- so we actually we're going to upgrade our freaking uh, raffle thing. So we're going to include include these rules instead for our little starter set.
0: Which is going to be awesome. So yes, as Freddy says, and we've said it before, but we're doing 28 mil scale aeronautica for the raffle this year as one of the main prizes. So yes, we will include the rule book because why not? The rules are there now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Makes sense. It just makes sense.
2: Everything just got a lot of easier.
0: <laughs> Didn't it just? <laughs> Didn't it just? Um, what else have we got? Oh, yeah. These are... No, I'm well, going to Don't him. forget
2: about the Praetor, though, because otherwise I have to strangle you.
0: Yeah, we're like going to get there, but I was going to save him for last. Best till last, oh, my oh, dude. Yeah, okay, cool. But we have to take a bit of a diversion from 30k to 40k, but hold on, hold on. Plastic Demon Angron. How awesome is that? Because... Siege of Terror, baby.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: It's so good. Angry Ron. Angry Ron. Personally, I'm I I don't know. There's something about the kit that just it doesn't feel off. I I, I talked to Henry and a couple of others about this. I think it's something about the paint scheme. The I I guess I'm more used to see the John Blanche style of Angron more than anything yeah. else. Not knocking the work because the work is good and it, it's, you know, it's how they want to sell it and stuff. But still, I am so happy that he exists because he can come into heresy. That is true. So I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, do you think you might ever take a walk on the wild side and uh, go that direction for your world eater?
2: Uh, I, I had uh, a mission back in the day to collect all Primarchs and paint them up. And mm-hmm. then I would, my second option was to also have like all the demon versions of them, even though Mortarian is not a big fan of him. Magnus I actually I like that model, but I am yeah. traumatized from when 40k was fucking 40K. Bad. <laughs> when 40k was worse than for than the plague.
1: Yeah. whenever
2: I rocked we and Magnus and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I still like that model, and it would be awesome to have him and then have like normal Magnus like on a display. Mm-hmm. So you have him like in the top and you have him on the forehand and then do like a full display base. So you have like the future Magnus and mm-hmm. Magnus now, and you can see like the foreboding shadowing of having the old figure. Now we'd love Ooh. to do the same with like Angron, Mortarian, and obviously all the other. I don't know if they're gonna release I obviously they will probably release Fulgrim. Because yep. you know, it's it looks like at least it's the main chaos god ones. Yeah. But I don't think they're gonna do Kerjorabo and all the other the bad dudes,
0: but no, I did hear rumours that uh, there's a possibility that we might that they might release Russ for 40k, which would be interesting just to see where they want to take his progression, and everything
2: into demonhood,
0: <laughs> into something. Let's be fair, because you know um, it's not like he hasn't been. It's not like he hasn't been in a weird area for a while. So for you, a long you know, time. Yeah, <laughs> basically. They so,
2: might redcon that. Maybe he's just been he like, hanging around.
1: Maybe they just call him the Fenris Wolf and make like a Titan-sized wolf.
0: I'm not. I'm not against that. If I'm honest, that kind of works <laughs> with the whole Ragnarok feel. So I'm kind of down yeah. with that. That's pretty freaking cool. Um, so there is that. Want we'll to shout that? As far as general stuff for legions are concerned. Not only have we got a fully plastic Predator kit, which I think is awesome, but we have a plastic Leviathan kit. It's close combat, but it's a plastic Leviathan kit.
1: But didn't they also announce uh, a ranged
0: one? There, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I've been trying to find the information, and I'm sure it's out there. But um, I'm, yeah. I mean, they're releasing the upgrade. They're releasing the we- plastic weapons soon. Yeah. The Leviathan. And I don't know if they're doing... Um, I'm going to try and read through
1: very quickly. I, I got I got contacted by my store, uh-huh. and they were like, uh, there are going to be two Levi... I, I've ordered two Leviathans. Uh-huh. Uh, and they said there are going to be two Leviathan models, one close combat one, and one ranged one. And it's the shoulder thingies that's... Mm-hmm. Seems to be the difference.
0: By literally Very looking different. at the, the article here now, and it's you're right. It does say uh, you'll also be able to pick up melee kits separately should you wish to mix most loadout mix and match loadouts. It's not a stroke. It's just being stupid. Um, while a similar similar kit full of massive guns will be released on its own in the near future, so that's going to be awesome. I think this is a massive step forward.
1: Yeah, it's really. I think the Leviathan is a, a great model. I'm I'm a bit annoyed because we just bought uh, resin arms for <laughs> Leviathans like two weeks ago, but
2: uh, so as long as it wasn't the close combat ones, then you'd be fine.
1: Yeah, it's close combat. Oh, uh, it's one Oh, oh No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's actually one of each, like the Melterlands and the and the Seed Claw.
0: Yep, I have both sitting in the box yep. out back as well. <laughs> yeah, no Leviathan body, but I've got those there. <laughs>
1: Well, the body will be quite cheap, I guess, uh, yeah, in plastic compared to the resin one. But we, I, I guess we all knew it was coming because they have been selling the arms for months now without the body being available.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it, it was kind of like, yeah, they, they're not gonna keep selling the arms, yeah, and then you know put the model out of production. That would be fucking stupid, and it would piss off customers quite a lot, I think.
0: Yeah, can't disagree with you on that, man. I think that's uh, that's pretty much the way they're going to do it, is uh, not shoot yep. themselves in the foot another time.
1: Yep. And and with, with the rule buff they gave it, obviously uh, there would be no way they wouldn't sell it also. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's retarded good now, so uh, it, it's going to sell quite a lot. It's a beautiful model, but it's probably also one of the best choices you can take. Yeah, of all in your army, no matter which army you're playing.
2: Lucky I have three for my uh, world leaders, then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, put it like that. I got three Contemptors. That's something, but it's not three um, Leviathans, that's for sure.
1: But, you that. that's why you need the ten uh, last cannon dudes, because yeah. uh, that's pretty much the only unit that can handle large amount of dreadnoughts.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's going to have to be the direction I go.
1: And with two plus uh, armor save, yeah. any other weapon of the heavy weapon ones are going to be useless. So you have to use the last cannons to, uh, to actually make a dent. They will, however, make quite a big dent in a dreadnought.
0: I'm down for that. I'm down for that. You're selling, more. I'm selling me more every time we talk about it. And yes, yeah. like <laughs> I promised you, Freddy... Last but no, by no means least is the Emperor's Children Praetor. Tour.
2: Fuck yeah.
0: God damn, this thing is sexy.
2: It is so good.
0: I love the fact that they've done, they've gone like, um, what's it, third company ish with the. Oh, um...
2: I mean the unhelmeted head. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's awesome. You get the Sonic upgrade cannon straight away there.
0: Yeah. Isn't it awesome? I mean, that's really good.
2: Yeah, uh, it looks disturbing but it's pretty cool
0: um i must admit i have zero use for the model itself as in like as it's intended as an emperor's children model but i'm not gonna lie even for bits it's brilliant you know the cloak is gorgeous the the armor alone is is stunning like i love the details he's got a ring on his finger on his power arm he's carrying a ring
2: yeah
0: i mean Come on, <laughs> let's
2: just. I would just like if they'd done this cloak like completely white. Yeah, it would have been so nice.
1: Oh yeah, I agree with you actually. Like I, I think this model is really fucking beautiful, and I have not been a fan of the new characters. I think they were, you know, too decorated with all kind of weird shit.
2: And well, this model can be well decorated.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but this one, like this, is fit like yeah this is perfection aesthetically and uh'm I'm, I'm I'm probably a hard person to get to to really say something's perfect but this fucking model is that that is perfectly made it, it's so beautiful and I would totally uh, want to convert it into uh to my army, somehow it's it's really really well made. So it, uh,
0: could, it actually it could go over pretty well to the to the Thousand Sons. I mean the yeah, filigree and the design. But I, I tell you what, I, talking back on that, that like, third company look, the shoulder pad with the face on there is beautiful. But the right leg guard, which basically screams, yeah. literally screams, um, third company. Yeah. So, I get a feeling they go. They want you to go in a certain direction with this. I'm just saying. <laughs> it kind of yeah. feels that way.
2: I have some old noise marines, and I'm thinking about stealing this head for mm-hmm. like the sergeant. and do like an old school uh, chaos noise marine unit. But like uh, just have them as to mix up with the with the horror series in noise marines.
1: Yeah, yeah. But but this model, they uh, the Games Workshop crew, they really deserve. Uh... A, th- a big thank you for making such a great model
0: uh, and i just from looking at the model that they've got on the the display i will say i'm not i've never been a huge fan of the painting style like edge highlighting everything it works on this again it's just it just feels like the right model for that style of painting because it just uh, as we say it looks exactly like third legion perfection and it should be clean and polished and standing out and everything should be noticeable and i just think it works
2: i'm i'm a big fan of the face paint job
1: yeah yeah but i don't know how the model is like split up but i think if you go with the body uh, and you know you take off the arms and the cloak so you just have the body uh as long as you can cover the right leg a bit and the rear of the backpack you could also just give him a normal backpack uh, in another legion but you could actually make a nice predator for any legion based on the head the body and the legs if you somehow yeah, cover yeah. the the screaming dude on the leg Be- because it's it's mainly the arms uh, obviously all the decorations are very impressed children but i also think that the like As it is a Praetor, having a really decorated armor could happen in pretty much all of the legions. Um, So you you just need to remove the eagle parts from him, and you would actually be able to throw him into any legion you wanted to.
0: Yeah, very doable. Bit of of creativity, but very, very doable. I like it.
1: I I might buy, buy him for my Thousand Suns army and see what I can do with him.
0: Honestly, I think he'd look good in Thousand Suns. Yeah. I really do. And I think It's an emperor's Children,
2: dude. He will look good in anything. He is perfection. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I I like the I think they I like the fact that they're going with things like cloaks for these guys and they've got lots of extra bits that you can add on, but it, like you say, it's extra bits you can take away
1: as well. Yeah. But I think like he has a cloak on his shoulder pad. Yep. And if you you know, if you told me like, yeah, I'm gonna do a model with a cloak on the shoulder pad. I'd be like, that sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> and somehow they just managed to make it look fucking great on this model still.
0: It does, doesn't it? It looks like it's it doesn't belong, but it belongs.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like he, he seems arrogant enough to have a cloak on his shoulder. Um... <laughs> That's not going to keep you warm or do anything functional. Yeah, but I'm Emperor's Children, bitch.
0: Okay, fair yeah. enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to argue with you, bro. You, you have that. That's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, for me best character model they have put out in years yeah and best plastic ever i
0: think it's up it's up there with the uh resin white scars praetor that has the the glaive yeah. i love that model. Yeah. i really really exactly. love that model um but yeah otherwise proper nice so that's i mean there's a lot of other stuff that that's come out news wise um in general, you know, they're talking, like, they've got, what is it, Golden Demons coming out, is happening again soon. Um Oh, the, Freddie, you're right, we got to talk about this very quickly. The downloadable uh, missions continue, and new units exist, and yeah. those Sons of Horus Chieftain units are brutal, and so are the Space Wolves with torrentable fla- hand flamers.
2: <laughs> you know, it seems a new new fab every fucking flamer needs to be like a freaking torrent flamer
0: yeah it's only for one turn but you know if you use them in something like zm in the right p- circumstance you just gotta barbecue some fools
1: yeah but but then again like flamers were they ever any goods without torrents like it's it's just too short range a weapon to not have turned on. I think obviously there are a few. You want to be that guy. There was veteran sniper flamers, but
0: that was being that guy to the extreme at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then then you have obviously uh, salamanders could get some extra strength, but even, even salamanders you weren't really using most armies I've seen, at least they weren't using flamers that much. Because even for Salamanders, with the bonus, they still did, just didn't have the range to actually do anything. Um, and obviously, this is a generalization, so you could do something if you made an army for it, but you had to build it around using your flamers. It wasn't something where like, yeah, I'm just going to add a unit of flamers and they'll do fine. It was more yeah. like, how do I build an army that's actually able to get into range with the flamers to do something with them?
0: Fair point, fair call. But um, I'm loving I'm loving these new these new bits and pieces, these new ideas that are coming out. New yep. units we can play them in the. You can take them over to the main game. You can, you know, you've got these beautiful little scenarios that you can play. Just keep doing it, please, guys. We love it. We're we're absolutely soaking it up. More the merrier. Yeah. So keep it coming. Uh, I can't wait for more. Honestly. Um, now. We are going to go back from our news desk. We're going to swivel in our virtual chairs, and before we jump into the main topic tonight, there is something we want to shout out, and that is the Deshane raffle, Freddie.
2: Yay! So uh, we we're still doing our raffle as always. Uh, I guess uh, we gave you a, a kind of a spoilers before that we were planning to do twenty-eight mil aeronautica, like three uh, siphons and two storm eagles. Uh, mm-hmm. Funny enough. <laughs> Games Workshop listened, and uh, they're now providing us with the rulebook, as we just talked about in the news section. So that's going to be one of the r- raffle tickets. Obviously, we're also going to have like a, our classic Warlord Titan 28 mil. Uh, Jesus Christ, we, we're doing a Titan Manipole for Adeptus Titanicus. We're doing a Gothic Fleet. Uh, what else we are doing? The whole um, pick your favorite nemesis.
0: Yeah, we're going to be doing some polls for that up on our um, Facebook page.
2: And also, we're going to have like a painted starter box uh, for um, uh, to raffle out as well, like for the Horus Heresy starter box. Mm-hmm. What else? Like, who it is? There's
0: loads of stuff. To, uh, let's have a look. Uh, Gothic Fleet, Titanicus Mana Pool. Yeah. Uh, loads of stuff. We've had brilliant support from our friends at Game Maniac uh, with some donations. We've got the Warlord Titan, of course. Oh, Always. Uh, and we'll be doing a live stream.
2: I remember when the raffle only was like a warlord titan.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Obviously, we're trying, as always, every single year, we try to raise um, $10,000 like US. Mm-hmm. And so far, we we are up to $6,142. So we're almost at our goal. And yeah. this is going to be like the fifth year. Well, We took a break during a stupid corona crap, yeah. But it's going to be our fifth year we're actually doing this properly. So uh, if we reach our gold, we have raised like $50,000 since we started with this, which is pretty fucking cool. That's amazing. And that's all thanks to you guys, which is, you know, it's super good.
0: Yeah. And there was uh, we wanted to we wanted to shout someone out as well, didn't we?
2: That is true. Well, people keep donating and the last donation we got was from Patrick Sherberg and he donated like $140, which is amazing. So thank you, Patrick.
0: Thank you very much that's
2: awesome of you and you you will not be forgotten like we it's pretty cool because there's like fundraiser honor honor roll on mm-hmm. the page that uh, the parental project does so you can see like everyone that's donated will just keep rolling across there so yeah it's keep keep on donating guys it's like it's amazing and i think that if we keep keep doing this because we're like more than halfway there for mm-hmm. this this uh, raffles gold so if we keep this up, we're definitely going to get there.
0: Yeah, the more the merrier, really.
2: Yeah. Well, it would be awesome if we used to even uh, exceeded $10,000.
0: That would be pretty cool.
2: That would be yeah. pretty fucking cool.
0: I'd be very, very happy with that. But yeah, awesome stuff. Really, really awesome stuff. Thank you to everyone who has donated. If you're thinking about donating, do it. Even if it's just one ticket, you never know. God knows. What is it? we've had. T- we've literally had the last ticket bought win prizes more than more than once i think that's the weird thing is like more than more than two raffles in a row or something we had that happen and you know it's just absolutely random stuff it's pretty cool we appreciate the boys who the young boys who benefit from all this research and everything most definitely appreciate it and that's that's the important thing that's where it needs to be at the end of the day is is for those boys so yes thank you very much um we should really get on over to our main topic now seeing as we've been rambling at people for a good 45 minutes about stuff um so yes tonight we are going to be doing uh we're talking about legion consoles now we're not going to cover all of them and we're not going to cover like all the legion specific ones in this episode we are splitting this into two so our next episode will be part two of this Um, But we have sort of picked some of our favorite ones and uh, ones that we like and enjoy using to talk through this evening. Um, And as everybody knows, Legion consoles are basically upgrade options. Am I right, Freddy?
2: That is correctly.
0: I mean, do you want to take everybody through that a little bit more?
2: Uh, If if you want to. Like, uh, nowadays, uh, you basically buy a Centurion. Mm-hmm. Sixty points, and then there's like a long list of different legion uh, consul or legionis consularis, as they call them, making you know I don't know pretend Latin even more pretend Latin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like Astra Militarum. Yeah, exactly. Where's the guard? Let's not make it hard, people.
2: And obviously, there's a big list of that uh, on how many points they they can be upgraded for, mm-hmm. and there's I don't know, there's just a. Well, like 1 2 3 4, 4 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 normal consoles and then obviously we have some a couple of legion specific ones
0: uh there's I've counted them there are nine specific legion ones three of them three of those nine are one legion alone
2: <laughs> obviously
0: which is the which is the space wolves and I'll be covering those a bit later so yep. yeah we will get into those the special wolves <laughs> the we don't we don't have psychos wolves yes those ones yeah, exactly <laughs> but um, you can because these guys when you get an upgrade in general um, they they have their own set of rules and they have different equipment and stuff like that but they can still be equipped um, with sort of they have a standard equipment range as well don't they if I remember rightly
2: they do once you get into the different rules for them some of them. Gives you like the the classic one that I'm going to talk about. Monster of Signals gives you like you can't be on a jet bike and stuff like that. But do you have other ones that used to have restrictions that now don't have any restrictions? But I think we're going to go into that when we talk about each one specifically. Well,
0: I was actually going to pass it over to Eric because he had before we came on, uh, before we talk, started recording. You had some quite important notes on that, so I think it's important we get that out the way. So, do you want to take over on that one, Eric?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So first off. Um... From what I've understand, I understood, um, and that's secondhand knowledge because I haven't actually read it myself, or I have at some point, but I don't remember uh, exactly how it was worded. But as far as I have heard, um, you can only join unit now or join different units with the independent characters that have the same, you know, movement equipment. So, for example, if you have a jump pack, you can only join units that have a jump pack. If you have a bike, you can only join units that have a bike. Uh, if you're on foot, you cannot join bike units, you cannot join um, yeah, jump pack units. So I, I think uh, with that restriction, you really got to think more about, you know, how you build your characters. Because if, if let's say you have a, one unit with jump packs and a character in it, if that unit gets shot to threats, then you have a problem because you can't hide the character anymore. Uh, so I think we're probably gonna see armies have more of the same types of units to make sure that you can actually cover your characters. And then with uh, one we have discussed a lot, you know, you can get combat shields and boarding shields for free on all characters basically. So it's both the consoles and the Praetor. And uh, as you might have noticed, all the characters they have built-in invulnerable save. So a Praetor has 4+, plus consoles, they have a 5-plus one and the combat shields and the boarding shield gives 6-plus or 5-plus invulnerable safe. So we, we've been discussing a lot, why would you ever take that? And uh, Bjarke actually came up with the answer, because it's in, uh, at least in the boarding shield, it's in a special rule, that, or it, it gives you the heavy subtype, Which is rather powerful, because when you have the heavy subtype, that's like the old Void Hardened, which means that you can reroll armor saves against uh, blast and template weapons. And considering that now with characters you can tank anything, because you don't need to be, in the old edition, you had to be the closest target to take hits. Now you just choose who takes the hit. So let's say you get hit by... uh, by a bunch of blast weapons. Most of them don't have AP2 anymore. So basically, as long as you have a character in it with a with a boarding shield, um, then you you'll simply have a two plus armor save with reroll against all the wounds. Um, so so that that's why it's there, and it the reason it's free, I guess, is because it takes up a, a hand. So there's almost a downside to it. You kind of lose the pistol or the extra attack. But that was quite interesting, and I think a lot of people might have missed that particular part. Uh, I'm still not sure why they can take a combat shield. It might look cool, but I I haven't really seen what that should give them because that does not give the heavy subtype. So if you know that, um, write us <laughs> yes, so we please. can uh, make a shout-out about it because we still haven't figured that out. <laughs> but that's, a,
0: that's a very... Very, very tempting way or reason for taking that boarding shield, like you said. Yeah, I mean that—that that and a thunder hammer or a, a paragon blade or something would make you pretty nasty.
1: Yeah, I, I, like
0: we'll get—we'll get to it. I know where you're going. Yeah, I will get to that when we start talking about it because your your that combination that you put together is dirty and I yeah. love it. But then we're going to get to that specifically. So here's here's the thing. We've got tonight. We're going to go through like eight Legion consoles, so half the Legion consoles, and we're going to go through like three, four of the Legion-specific ones. So who wants to start off? Who wants to jump in with their first one?
1: We could go, if we go from the list, uh, I'm the first one with the Librarian. Yeah. Go for it. Take, it,
0: take us all yeah. with the Librarian. Tell us about the Librarian.
1: Yes. The Librarian. He is a completely normal console, except that he can take uh, – force weapon instead of his bolt pistol or combi boulder or power weapon. So basically, you can give him a force weapon in one hand. A force weapon is usually a... There has been a lot of discussion about it on the internet, so I'll go for at least what we know for sure, and that is anything you can take as a power weapon, you can make into a force weapon, and then I'll let uh, the the gray zone players uh, discuss if <laughs> anything else can be made into a force weapon. I would say no, but uh, power lance, yeah, lines? yeah, <laughs> yeah. That we, we, yeah. there's been, I think it's uh, over on the Croesus Arcanum on the Chaplain or something like that, but yeah, that's another discussion. That's a discussion for another day, yes, yes. Um, the Librarian, so you can take a force weapon that's double your strength, so basically that's. Pretty good, no matter which weapon you take on him. And then he can take a psychic hood, and that's rather funny because, as far as I know, only one character in the Heresy used in the used to have a psychic hood in the background. I don't know if you uh, you have any more information there. I'm not your, the law guy, but uh, I know you are, Freddy. Uh, no, I think it was like uh,
2: I remember the fluff from back like, yeah, 40k and. Um... I think it was from a space book. Uh, it was like the uh, uh, Grey Knights used them, and then it was like under the, the some librarians started to use them, like once the librarians was back up and running again. But Yeah, I think it's
0: it's one of those grey area things, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, yeah.
2: Isn't there one of the, um, uh, what do you call the yeah, Garros Boys, the Grey Knights? Oh, you mean
1: Tyler Rubio?
2: Yeah, doesn't he have. Yeah.
1: There was one special character, a name character in the old first first edition that had a psychic hood, and he was the only one who can take it in heresy. I think that's—I'm pretty sure that's Tyrus Rubio. If yeah. it's—if it's anybody, yeah. But the psychic hood—that's um, uh, thats quite different from 40k, at least the old 40k, uh, because it just makes any psyker that tries to make a psychic test within 18 inches do it on minus two leadership which is uh, really, really good, considering how good psycho powers are right now. Um, With the Librarian, so you have the Force Weapon, you can double your strength, and you have the ability for 15 points to buy the psycho hood. Um, You have a lot of different powers, and the one thing you can see when you look at the powers, before, you know, you had the different laws where you had to roll. Right now, just choose which type of discipline you are, and then from there, you uh, you you know everything from that uh, particular discipline. Am I going to go through all of them? No. But what no, I can no. say is uh, some of them have really strong close combat attacks, and some of them have shooting attacks. One thing that's worth noticing when you read up on Psycho Powers is note if what you do replaces, for example, shooting, or if it's just a shot, for example. Um, because some powers, they uh, they actually say you cannot shoot at, or they say instead of shooting, you can do this, which means no matter who you are, you will not be able to shoot a weapon. You can only use the power. Um, then you have, for example, on um, telepathy, you have the power where you can uh, cancel or you can, you know, cast a power on an enemy unit, and it cannot react in the phase that you are currently in. And for example, that one does not take up a shooting attack, so you can actually use that power in the opponent's any any of the opponent's faces. They also have probably one of the best uh, shooting attacks in the psychic powers, uh, where you basically can uh, pin people with hallucinations, and that counts as a shooting attack. So you actually have a psycho here who can use both shooting attacks and cancel uh, reactions from the opponents, for example. And one thing that's really changed from the old edition is psycho powers, you do them instead of doing something, or you do them in a face. So basically, if you do a reaction and you have a ranged psycho power, then you can do a psycho test. If you make it, well, then you can shoot as a reaction. So it basically replaces the weapon uh, for that shooting phase. Or in the case you're a no Siren Dreadnought, you can shoot the psychic power and all the weapons you want because you're a Dreadnought. But but that's a really big difference. So basically, close combat powers, you can use them in every close combat phase. Uh, so you when you look at the powers, you really need to read up on exactly do they replace something? How do they work? Remember, you can do them in the opponent's turn, in most of the cases, I just
0: want to jump in because I mean, obviously, we don't want to go through everything psychic phase, but in your point of view, because you, you're a thousand sun diehard thousand suns player, have been uh, throughout the entirety of you know 1.0, coming into 2.0, in general, don't want to go too deep, but in general, what's your reaction to the change from? Not having a full phase, a full psychic phase, to having psychic effects that, like you say, happen at certain points during the gameplay. Which way do you prefer?
1: Um, I actually like this way better. Uh, I'm a bit, I, I think in the old edition, I never liked that you rolled for powers mm-hmm. because it was like, you know, I will prepare, but I don't know what I prepared, so I got something. I like that you can actually choose now, I want this set of powers uh i think personally i would have liked that you bought the powers for points so that you could you know have different power levels of powers and then you could uh then you could buy whatever you wanted uh, and then have more powers than you do in this edition but i think it's a step in the right direction and it's going to take a lot less time because often the cycle phase was uh it was a really long phase because you had to, you know, remember all your different powers. Uh, right now, it's just well, now it's your. Now I have to shoot. Well, I have one shooting power. Now it's close combat. I have one close combat power, and then you usually have one extra, which can be trying to heal a wound, a lost wound, or yeah reject the opponent's uh, reaction and, and so on. So you, you you only need to think about three things and you just need to do them whenever you need to do them. So I think overall, a step in the right direction. Uh, I don't think it's that balanced yet. So I hope probably some of the powers are going to need a rebalance because right now, for example, telepathy is just so much better than anything else because you can basically stop reactions on one unit in one point of the phase and then you have this tiger missile that will almost for sure pin another unit and you can do the whole all of it in the same shooting phase for example or in the opponent's shooting phase while shooting in your own turn so yeah so that that's my opinion on it
0: fair enough i like that i mean it's it's honest and it's it's what, what we need um okay i mean overall how do you rate the the librarian itself as a as a character?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's it's quite ironic that I play a thousand sons because they can all be psychers. So mm-hmm. the librarian is the one model I will never take in my army because basically <laughs> all of my characters can become a semi-librarian, um, but cannot take uh, force weapons. But that's how it is. But yeah, I, I think the librarian is a must, pretty much. If you want to play uh, competitive, uh, because basically the all the stuff you can do, especially in the telepathy with controlling, you you know in in, in this edition, the you kind of want to stack how many times you shoot, how many times you move. That's like that. That's what reactions do. You want your largest, most expensive units to shoot more than the rest. And with the Librarian, what he can do is, for, with telepathy, for example, you can stop the opponent from doing exactly that. So even if they have a fearless uh, unit that cannot be pinned, that you want to shoot at, for example, let's say they have this huge shooter unit that you cannot pin. Well, then you just use a power to stop them from reacting in your own shooting phase, and then you open full fire on them. And then the bonus that you can also make another unit uh, get pinned in this in your shooting phase—that's just a bonus. Um, so basically, um, I, I think he, it's a much needed model if you need to play strategically. He he's probably not gonna kill left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can give a, him a thunder hammer and a boarding shield, and he will probably be killing dreadnoughts left and right. Uh <laughs> yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think he's needed as as a tool in your mm-hmm. army to uh, to counter. He's mainly a counter. I see him as against what other armies can do to you. But really, really good model. So he's a, he's a solid option. Yeah. You you. I would say if you buy a Librarian, you cannot go wrong with him. Like it's it's if you have him, you, and you can change psycho powers between battles, so you know you you see your opponent like yeah, this game is going to do this. Uh it, it yeah, you you don't have any other console where you can just change your setup like, oh I'm gonna play Dreadnoughts. Well I'll go biomancy so I have strength ten strength ten attacks in close combat. Or you know, oh the opponent has a lot of infantry that can do reactions, so I will stop the reactions. Um or you have like another character that might take wounds, then you have the Format, Turek, Sukur, Psychic Power and the Yeah, they can't even uh, pronounce that. Trauma something thoroughly. Uh so that you, you have a lot of options on how to use him and you can if you can look at the battle before you start and then choose exactly how you want to use him and what's right. best for this battle.
0: So really versatile is what you're saying. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hasty. Okay, well, let's jump on from the librarian because if all right, I, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. On a on a school grading system, like A to A to D or A to E, where would you rate this guy? Would you be like a solid B, top tier A? Can
1: we do one to ten?
0: Okay, one to ten is easier. Yep. Okay, one to ten. Go on, let's do one to ten.
1: Well, I, I I think the librarian is the best of the consoles, so I will give him a ten. Okay, straight out ten.
0: Straight out ten, nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay, moving on, Freddie. Your turn. Got a couple of a couple of your boys now to talk about.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a, a classic one that we've seen a lot in old edition, and actually has been well. On, from the first glance, people might not think it has been reamped, but it has actually changed quite a bit uh, from the previous edition, and that is the good old classic Master of Signals, which we've seen like in top of. Bastions with Volkite heavy weapon squads (laughs) next to an ammo dump and so on and so on and craziness. But basically, uh, the Master of Signal, that we knew and loved back in the day, Mm -hmm. roughly comes with the same type of equipment these days. But as we said (laughs) earlier, when (laughs) just because they have the same type of equipment like they used to have in the old edition, don't expect that the rules are exactly the same. Exactly. the, the one thing that hasn't changed, though, is that a Master of Signal, you can't put him on any kind of bikes. You can't give him uh, or you can't give him a boarding shield. You can't give him, like, a, a bolter, a power fist, a thunder hammer, lightning claws, or anything like that. Uh, or a combi weapon, which is kind of a new thing. I think back in the day, you could give him a bolter, but nowadays you can't. You, basically, because he's lugging around a big, massive set of comms equipments and all kind of funky stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... He, you don't really upgrade this guy with extra stuff. And mm-hmm. one thing that is uh, different in this edition is that most of the consoles now have like something that's called like a special rule that goes for that console. And just like uh, Eric mentioned, like the special rule for a librarian hasn't really changed, uh, except that psychic powers has completely changed. But the special rule for a librarian is that whoa, well, he can do psychic shit. The special rule for a master of signal that is not equipment related as it used to be back in the day, Mm -hmm. is that he has something that's called strategic comms. And strategic comms is that once each turn, if he's on the board, any unit can use his leadership for a leadership test. Which is, considering uh, pinning is a big thing these days, it is pretty good that if you have some poor guy that has been sniped with his veteran sergeant and he needs like higher leadership... Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. There's your saving fucking grace there because you use your master of signals for that.
1: I think for this one, I think we have to add the just mention the Democles command tank because that is like a master of signal on. Uh...
2: In a tank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in tank form. Basically, the you you have two. Ver- yeah, you have the other uh, variation in the Damocles, where if all models with a nunchavox and all models within a certain range I, I don't remember if it's 18 or 24 they get the leadership of an independent character sitting in that model so basically with nunchavox you can give the whole army leadership 10 if you have a prayer within a certain
2: certain radius and if you have like a
1: yeah then you yeah. can extend it to the whole table just want to mention it because that's fucking cool. I was,
2: I was going to go into the new dynamics of the non-sea rocks as well. So non-sea boxes have like a a bit more thing than they used to have in the old edition. When it was all about oh fuck, I had a non-sea rocks, I can use teleport. You know, within six inches of that non-sea Vox and everything was fine. But uh, things have changed with the non-sea rocks, but We're going to go into that. But um, the other rule for these strategy comps is that all reserve rolls but it's dude if you're on the battlefield with the master of signals and um, maybe uh re-rolled which is also good considering reserves uh work completely different now because all your stuff walks on basically but that, that's uh, a rule thing i guess we're going to talk about that in the rule sections whenever we do that haven't we already done that nope we'll talk about it at some point at some point we'll talk about how reserve works because reserves are fucking bananas these days. Anyway, the equipment or war gear that the good old Monster of signal gets is the classic And I have to say this is probably the one war gear where, you, if you knew the old rules, you will know the new rules. You get plus one BS. It's it's no big deal. Uh, the thing that they've clarified though is that you can't buff this up. Either you get the plus one BS from the cognizignum, so you can't like throw a magic power to so buff this here and there. Because it says in the rules, like no, you get this is the only bonus you get. If you don't want this bonus, you have to use another bonus, and you cannot stack them together. So you mm-hmm. can't go crazy like ballistic skill seven on some last cannon dudes that are space wolves in tint. Oh, oh,
0: oh! Don't spoil it before everyone started.
2: <laughs> well, one of the work is the the vox disruptor array, though, which I'm just oh, gonna pull it up here because I was reading it before. It's quite fucking cool. It is basically, if you have your Master Signals on the battlefield, it means that any model, any or friendly, uh, tried to <laughs> attempt to perform a deep strike, um, assault, drop pod assault, area denial, drop, or subterranean assault, is disordered on a roll of one, two, and three, not just one.
0: Oh.
2: That means it. Whether that model is enemy or friendly. Oh, shoot. So... So you might not want (laughs) this dude in your army if you're planning to do, like, uh, a good old fucking Terran uh, little drilly thingy. Oh, God, no. That's bad. That's bad for you. That's not good. If you're planning to be on the battlefield and not dropping in like some crazy person, uh, then it's good for you. I like it. Uh, Well, uh, no, you wouldn't like it because, like, it used to be super good. Because normally, like you had a uh, you had dropping assets, and then you use your master signal with the cognizium, and and you use it with the nancy walks and so on to get like sort of a, a better scatter and stuff. But nowadays, it's just bad juju.
0: I just what I say, I like it. I like the fact that it's sort of balanced out differently. Yeah. You know, they've done something different with it that I like. But yeah, it, it's great. But you know, it can also completely. Screw you up.
2: <laughs> it It will uh, I don't know, like uh, it, this edition, without going into too much of drills, I feel like reserving deep striking or or doing stuff is it's kind of super risky. But we're more more into that when we talk about this next piece of work here, which is the augury scanner, which is Uh-oh. one of the things that one of the things that i'm I'm kind of worrying might be a bit of an issue when it comes to different relative works and stuff. so, You can't place infiltrating troops within 18 inches of a model with an auger scanner, so it's not like the unit, it's the model with the actual auger scanner, but that's no biggie, that's the good old days. Mm -hmm. Um, You also ignore the 24 inches uh, limit of line of sight when shooting, uh, making shooting attacks in Night Rules, which is a new thing, Uh, back in Night Attack, uh, you basically got shrouded and stuff and you rolled how far you could see, but now, now, there's a limit instead, uh, which is, we can talk about in the rules section later on, I guess. Mm-hmm. You, you ignore the, the, the range limit for that, effect, which is good. The one thing that broke the bank is that uh, if an enemy unit, any enemy unit is deployed to the battlefield from reserves, a unit that includes at least one model with an auger scanner may make the intercept advanced reaction without expending a point of the rea- reactive place reaction allotment. Oof. This doesn't allow the unit to make more than one reaction per phase, but does not uh, but does allow the control plate to exceed the normal three reaction limit, limitations in a given phase. Oof. And we can have auger scanners on basically almost anything, which means that once your reserve rocks in, they're going to shoot like fucking bananas.
1: Reserves are dead now.
2: Well, yeah you, you you have to make sure that you land somewhere where you can't fucking get shot at. Yeah, but then then what's the point of coming in?
0: It depends what you're doing because if you if you look at the the, the deep strike, you know if you land within six mm. inches of a you unit, you can pin people. You can pin people. So if you are lucky enough, you plan it right because the pinning roll goes first.
2: I think what I've noticed when I played games is that you have to plan for your reserves and you need to pin. Yeah. Certain models and you need to take out sergeants and you need to do yep. you need to do some surgical things before you arrive with your dudes
1: yeah yeah but, but that also excludes all the armies where you arrive first turn with deep strikes because you basically you for example your um, librarian that can cancel reactions, he does it in the start of the phase, and he has to be able to see the unit so basically if he comes in in deep strike himself. He can't stop you from intercepting. So basically, we we tried a lot of test games with uh, with deep strikes, and uh, I have yet to see anything survive landing. Uh, and then you have the disorganized, where on a one, you just if you have a lot of deep strikes, it's just roll a one and you lose the game because the opponent places all your units. Um, so they, in in my opinion, they just killed deep strike completely.
2: Uh, we'll see what... Well, if you have in this dude, it's one, two, or three.
0: <laughs> which is even scarier yeah oh, so i don't i don't want to hijack this into a discussion about reactions we're going to have that in a few weeks time i promise yeah. you but yeah, so let's keep going on the master signal. i a bit of non Yeah.
2: Besides the... We could
0: do that all day. Sorry. We you we know we could do this all day. So let's let's yeah. keep going on other stuff.
2: <laughs> Besides what we, we talked about, that non-Seawox uh, in certain rules, as in like the command rhino and so on, uh, actually works in helping buffing, transporting messages and shit and buffing leadership. A non wox by itself... That's the good old thing, uh, re-rolling scatters. We used to remember, you know, uh, you could use to shoot um, bombardments with your non-Seawogs. But now, it's basically, the control plane may re-roll any scatter rolls made, whether it's part of a weapons attack or a deployment of a model or a unit, as long as the model with the non-Seawogs has line of sight to the unit targeted by the attack or the point chosen as the target for the deployment. So basically, if you want to deep strike something and you can see that spot with a dude with a nonce box, uh, you can reroll his scattered for that deep strike. Or if you're shooting like uh, in barrages or whatever. Also, as in these days, pinning and leadership is a big thing. Uh, it it also doesn't give you the neg one leadership for night fighting, which is a good thing. Okay. So so all in all, uh, I think the master signal. Hmm. Uh, he is like how he used to know, but from being like sort of a buff when it comes to reserves and so on and making sure that you, you don't have that orbital strike anymore that you used to have, mm-hmm. where you shot like a lance attack or whatever, uh, but instead you have that tricky comms rules, which may or may not be good, but it's good in certain situations. It's really good for reserves, but the thing is, those reserves better not be fucking deep striking. <laughs> Or coming through like subterranean assaults or because then it's super bad so he used to be a massive reserve buff now now it's kind of like a double-edged sword mm-hmm. so now he can nerf opponents reserves especially if you're deep striking so yeah he, he becomes more complicated to use nice i like the sound of that but otherwise he, if you're a defending army mm-hmm. that has armor as reserves let's say tanks coming in from outflank. flank and you're planning to kind of you're, you're planning on that not doing the crazy deep striking craziness uh, that eric talked about which is mm-hmm. kind of hard because everyone's going to see you fucking land with your drop pods because uh, you kind of have to land in a quite open area but if you're driving a couple of tanks in they might actually have because tanks are more survivable now or if you have like dreadnoughts out something mm-hmm. that, that is a bit more survivable than just infantry jumping down with jump packs mm-hmm because you don't want a deep strike because that's bad juju <laughs> because then you can 1 2 or 3 you're fucked but like let's say you have like a some sort of armor
1: but i think he's actually for planes because uh we we actually read up a lot of on planes and ironically <laughs> you cannot intercept planes um because when you when they are coming in from uh from reserve or when they when a plane is moving you know when it's I don't, I don't remember what's it called, but the, the move it does, it's called something. Zooming.
2: Yeah.
1: Zooming, yeah. You cannot react to a plane that's zooming in the movement phase. Oh. It says under the planes. And then we, in the Danish group, then we got a discussion where people were like, well, this is a zoom move if you come from reserves. So we actually wrote to Forgeworld and asked them. And they replied that, yes, coming in from reserves is a zoom move and you cannot use a reaction against a flyer that's that's doing a zoom so that's kind of funny because intercept used to be what you kind of got to shoot down flyers uh so flyers are really good now because you cannot intercept them when they enter the table as long as you do it as a zoom move fair enough just a little bonus now that we're talking about the reserves here
2: mm-hmm. well, there we go so that's uh that makes the uh also really good for flyer reserves then because you can re-roll that you can zoom that in and you can fuck up your opponent's reserves trying to you know yeah outflank your defensive position where you have kind of already scanned everyone away from you and uh, also added your last cannon's bs plus one
1: yeah so so like the librarian is kind of a strategic asset uh here maybe a bit more defensively than the librarian i think but you you can use him to with great success and you can use him just like I said with the Librarian to, to actually make an army where you say, I want to have flyers and this guy is going to make the flyers come in and it's going to help me not get completely fucked over by deep strikes while I'm outnumbered until the flyers arrive.
0: Uh, okay. So Freddie, um, yeah. one to 10 score for this guy.
2: Uh, I think that if you use him right, he is super powerful. So I think he's he's like a solid eight and a half.
0: Okay, eight point five. I like. But you that. need
2: to you need to know the rules so you don't go deep striking shit because then you're fucked.
0: Yeah. Well, if they've listened to this, they'll know, which is the important bit.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. So you're next. To, you're up next again, and you're gonna go over the champion.
2: Yeah, because I love uh, Empress Children. Uh, everyone wants to do a Legion champion. You don't see them that often, like this. This, uh, sp- playing the Maroskara a lot, I always had to feel like a Legion champion. Mm-hmm. So, I have heaps of models that i have converted in, into Legion champions. So, I wanted to see, like, because when I looked up the right of war for the Empress Children, which I have here, just like mm-hmm. what the uh, Maroskara, what's the difference? And it says, like, oh, fuck. you know what, you have to have a Legion champion. So I thought, okay, what's the difference between, so see, um, what's the difference between a Legion Champion and uh, like a, an old Legion Champion and the new Legion Champion? Well, you can have a Phoenix Warden, but uh, that's a specific uh, um, um, Empress Children console. But um, the good old Legion Champion, no, nothing has really changed for him. He's actually pretty the same. Uh, is that he gets uh, plus one weapon skill, so he has weapon skill six which is good.
0: That's a big up big up yep. on certain things. Yep.
2: And he also gets the never back down special rule, which is basically, uh, a unit that includes a model with this special rule must issue a challenge when engaging in combat. If an enemy player issues a challenge to a unit including one of the models, then the model with this special rule must accept.
0: Ooh. Uh,
2: and the difference is also, if he's in a challenge with an enemy model, this model and all friendly models in the same kind gains the fearless special rule, which is fucking good.
0: That's huge.
2: Well, that is huge. So as long as you have your Legion champion fighting uh, another dude, uh, that unit becomes fearless.
0: Okay, here's a quick question. And I really... I just said that we need to keep these things tighter and stuff. So, my bad. Uh-huh. Does that include... Does that, In your mind, does that read as they're fearless for as long as he's fighting in a challenge with someone until the person he's challenging dies? Uh, or does it count because he's engaged in a challenge for the entire combat?
2: No, uh, it says that uh, this model begins the fight subphase, engaged in a challenge, or he enters into a challenge with an enemy model. Fair so enough. basically, if he he says, like, oh, there's a challenge, okay, I accept. Then for that round, he, he that fight uh, subphase, so for that close combat round, they are fearless, because they're fearless until the end of the assault phase.
1: Yeah, but I think we need, even though we need to go fast through some of them, I think we need to... Uh, challenges have changed a bit, I think that's really important to notice here, or mention. Yeah. Uh, because there's no such thing as overkilling a challenge anymore. Um, so if he kills the same guy six times or five times or how many attacks he might have, uh, you only kill one model and then the rest of the wounds are discarded but still counts towards the, the, the combat, resolution. combat resolution. However, what also needs to be mentioned here is the new role you know, to hit table. His very high weapon skill actually means that in most fights the opponent will hit 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 him on a five and he can get all the way down to two plus depending on who is fighting. So he's a really good way to, you know, mitigate wounds where he doesn't take that many wounds, but you also pull, you know, characters out of the fight to do the challenge that could otherwise maybe ha- hold let's say a prayer in the fight and keep him from actually killing a lot of models. Yeah. Um, so, so I think the this champion, he sounds kind of less, the same, but due to these changes, he can either be better or worse depending on what you want to use him for, because he's not going to kill many models anymore because you cannot overkill out of a challenge.
2: Nice catch. The the thing is that what you can use him for two two things like either he he is really good like at. Uh, keeping if, if you're undermanned in your squad let's say you have some Palatine blames you have your legion champion and you're facing like a massive fucking 20 man um uh, 20 man squad that are so that they're gonna wear you down but because you're gonna be fearless as long as you're in that challenge. So it means that you, you get a little bit longer staying power. Also if you have like the champion and you're facing that Praetor that is he's gonna beat stick your tiny dudes into pops of flesh, at least you will sacrifice him to be fearless for that round of combat, while your the, your normal terminators or whatever you have actually has a chance of killing enough of the retinue to actually win the combat by getting a higher uh, score, like a higher body count than the sacrifice of the champion against the Praetor.
1: Yep, definitely.
2: Sorry, I, I, I think you can use him like a, in a... Because you're fearless, you you will still be in their fight for a little bit longer.
1: The feelers rule is really important, because that, that keeps your good units in the fight.
2: Exactly. Uh, and the one thing like you used to be able to do in the olden days, you got like a Paragon Blade, and you still get a Paragon Blade, and the Paragon Blades these days are plus one strength AP2, Uh melee, murder, strike, six plus, which is, you know, you, you fucking kill things on a six plus, which you used to do as well back in the day. Uh, and it's uh, specialist weapons, which is the same rules as back in the day. So he still has he still has the, he has the weaponry and he has the weapon skill to actually take on predators and also adding on that fearless stuff. Um, I think it's he, he's a good choice.
0: Yeah. Again, on the the one to ten scale, where would you put him?
2: Uh, probably a seven. Mm-hmm.
1: I was about to. I was thinking seven too. Actually, so I totally agree there.
0: Sounds fair then. Sounds like we got a fair rating. So we got a couple of one eight point five, one ten, one seven so far. Yeah. So I'm liking where this is turning out. So we're going to bounce on to the next one unless there's anything we've glaringly missed from the champion?
2: No, no. We, we'll go through the, the Phoenix Warden like in our next episode.
1: Yeah, we'll do the special one later. Um, the Moritat is pretty much the same as he was before. Um, the big change now is that he just shoots, you know, he can do the chain fire attack. That's yep. basically what he's all about. He's scout, uh, which is great, just like it used to be, because he can give it to his unit. So if you... Uh, but he also has the bitter duties, so he can only join uh, you know, destroyer squads. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can give the scout, which makes them move a bit ahead before the, the battle starts. He has... Um, Counterattack, which is normal for destroyers, which is an extra attack in the turn they're charged. You mm-hmm. um, can never be a warlord because everyone hates him. So uh, that that's the thing. He's that guy <laughs> at the party, is what we're saying. Yeah, and he gets rag grenades and a second bolt pistol for no additional points. Um, he cannot be on a bike uh, or a jet bike. Uh, so. Basically, he is a character meant to join destroyers or to run around by himself. I would not recommend that because then he'll probably get shot. Um, what he can do is he has to chain fire attacks, which is he can choose one or two of his pistol weapons. Ironically, he can in some ways get more than one uh, p- or more than two pistols, but he can only w- use one or two of them uh, and shoot up to six times. So basically, let's say you have one type of pistol in one hand and one in the other, then you shoot six times with each pistol. You can also choose to just use one pistol and then shoot that six times. And then, if the pistol has more than one attack, and that's different from before, in the old, he just shot up to like he had six shots with each hand and then for a total of 12 attacks. And now he can actually, if you have two pistols with two shots each, you can get 24 to hit rolls and 24 to wound rolls the only thing he has to stop him from shooting six times with his weapons is that if you get if a weapon has gets hot or armor bane i'm thinking we're talking inferno pistol or uh, the disintegrator pistol which i'll get into in a moment uh well then if he rolls a one he stops rolling with that weapon immediately so If you, let's say, you're on shot number two and you're all a one, well, then he doesn't get to shoot six times. He only gets to shoot two times. Um, And that's per weapon, so he can keep on shooting the other weapon after that. The chain fire is, yeah, it's basically making me into a one-man killing unit. Uh, He can literally take down a whole squad by himself. One thing, however, that has changed, because in the old edition, when you had get hot on a weapon, which you would usually have because everyone took him with plasma pistols because of AP2, Mm -hmm. uh, well, then if he gets hot, he would just have a 2 plus armor save. The gets hot rule has been changed. So now you get a wound on the AP of the weapon. And that's kind of sad because the the cool guy here, he can can take uh, disintegrator pistols. And they are strength 5, AP2, and gets hot. Um so an instant death. So basically if he wounds stuff just dies. Uh, so this character is amazing at killing units. Like against Terminators, Veterans, all the two wound models, even Dreadnought if he's uh lucky on his two wound rolls, he he will the dreadnoughts will take d3 wounds on uh on instant death. But he can kill a lot of stuff really, really fast. The problem is he will also kill himself really, really fast because <laughs> when he over- or gets hurt, it's AP2, so he's down to his 5-plus involved save. Yeah. yeah, so I would say if, if you really want to go crazy with him, you might want to consider doing, like, Volkite pistols or something like that because you the disintegrator pistol, he will shoot one or two times, and then he has killed himself. Fair enough. So I I guess the use for him is the same as we used to have. But you really, really got to think about if you want him as a suicide dude now, or if you actually want him to to survive. Um, And then, of course, with the um, rat grenades he got, if you jump him around, let's say with a jump pack, you can kind of squeeze him into a combat where another unit is engaged. And then give them minus one to toughness for that the first turn of the combat. So he's he has a few uses, but mainly he is just killing power, a one man glass cannon. So I don't think there's much more to say about him. He has this one chain chain attack rule or chain fire rule, and that's it. I think. Yeah, sorry.
0: No, go on, go on, say what you're about to say.
1: Yeah, I was about to say with the with the scale, one to ten um because yeah, that was what i about to ask you <laughs> yeah <laughs> the disintegrator pistols cost 20 points each and i don't even remember his price but it's quite high uh so i think you know in the old days i would put him on an eight or nine but i think he's he's down to a five for me now because basically yeah. what he was good at which was firing a lot of ap2 shots He's still good at it, but it will kill him in one or two turns. Uh, and and price wise, he's up where you know all the heavy weapon squads, heavy support squads, they have fallen in price by a lot. Like a last cannon squad is two hundred points cheaper than they used to be because they got the void hardened or the or the heavy subtype. So basically, he's he's getting close to a ten man last cannon squad in price. Oof. And he's just not that good. Like he, he's yeah. He doesn't work out the same points, the the value for points is what we're saying. No, not anymore. So yeah. he, he's down to a five.
2: So, so not a warhound killer then.
1: Yeah, he's no longer a warhound killer. Yeah, I, I remember that battle, Freddy. You you went to the toilet, came back, and your warhound was gone, and one more set was standing where he, where it used to be.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, we've got his rating so. Ready! Yeah. Yay! Do you want to do the Forge Lord? Fuck yeah!
2: Get on it! Uh, Let's go! All right. Uh, the Forge Lord—he uh, hasn't changed that much either, except uh, a little bit, though. A little bit interesting stuff. Uh, the Forge Lord now—he uh, used to have Battle Smith, uh, which was in the olden days how you repair vehicles and uh, to get back whole points and stuff. He still has that uh, Battle Smith four plus. He has a new role that's called Master or another new role. Um, it was actually a different herald, well, I mean, a different console that had this rule before. But now even he has that, and that's Master of Automata and the Legion access special rules. And the Master of Automata is basically, if you remember, that the special edition Iron War Warrior console that came out and said like you can join him with uh, robots. Mm-hmm. Well, the Forge Lord can join robot units, basically. And uh, so. Um, the master of Automata rules allow uh, your unit to join uh, a robot unit and the, the difference is that you can't uh, control behavior, gets ignored, but you can't do reactions with, with this dude. Beside that Legions of Thalaxes is that uh, if you include uh, a Forge Lord in your army, you can have up to three units of Thalaxes, Cords. Cores. Uh, well, we don't know the rules for them yet, because that's going to be in Libra Mechanicum, which you haven't seen yet, but you can have them as non-compulsory elite choices in the same detachment. And you can't buy them any transports or anything, but they gain the same Legion and Stardust rules as the Forged Lord. Which is pretty good, because you remember back in the old edition, you can. they had a special Legion rules for their robots because you had, like, uh, different rules depending on which Legion you have. So that is basically... Now they've made it even simpler. You gain the same Legion status rules as the rest of the Marines. Well, uh, it makes lot easier. Yeah. So he comes with a Machinator Array for no extra points cost. Uh, he can have a Cortex controller for 15 points uh, and or a Cyber Familiar for 15 points. And the mach- Machinator Array, uh, it's kind of... Uh, Uh, These days, it it basically gives you two additional attacks in the assault phase, which is kind of nice. And those attacks uh, are made with uh, plus one strength, AP2, which is nice. Unwieldy Shred Armor Pain. Oh, Jesus. Which is fucking nasty. Uh, It also gives your dude a flamer and a melter gun. And a two plus on any repair rolls. That sucks. an
1: upgrade. It used to be an Inferno pistol it gave.
2: Yeah, but now it's a Flamer and a Multigun, and two plus on the Repair Roll, and instead of the good old serve Arm, which they still have rules for, which basically hasn't changed at all, the Machinator Array has those two attacks, and uh, plus one strength AP2, though, which is nice. So it's kind of like a Power Axe instead of a Power Fist. But uh, it has shred and Armor Bane, which is kind of nice.
1: But that's actually, they have not changed that at all. It's the Mechanicum one that all the Mechanicum warlords ran around with.
2: Oh, okay. Well, see, I never played Mechanicum, so I have no idea. It's it's that example. <laughs> yeah, because back, back in the day, they used to have a servo arm uh, from memory, and now they have a Machinator array. But I think the thing that has changed more is that they kind of, do you remember what the, what's the name of that console that used to be, uh the one that
1: took robots. Uh, uh, oh god. Um uh, no. Not many used him. Uh, <laughs> I I remember he was there.
2: Yeah. I think what they've done is they've added him into the port lord.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a mix of the two. Yeah. But but he deserved that because the, the one that could join robots he was uh it was a very expensive way to give them the Legion a status rule. Yeah. Let's let's just say that. <laughs> so, what
0: what would you give this dude one to ten rating?
2: Uh, I, like I would love because this is actually uh, one of my to do list is to have uh, an Iron Hands one of these dudes and uh, having combined with the the special uh, Praetor that Iron Hands can have, and then have lots of fucking robots because then they have the uh, what is it, the head of the Gorgon, you can have robots already, but it would be cool to have. This dude as well because it feels super themy,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, especially like the um, uh, that short story, the Iron Hand short story, when it kind of reanimates the dead legionnaires into robots. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I have like a themy thing for like an army around him. So I give him like a usability in the, in a, in the army maybe six, mm-hmm. but like for fluff ability in in certain armies, he's like a seven or an eight.
1: Fair enough. I like it. I don't know. I think we should actually the the close combat abilities of him. I think he's. Uh, I, I would give him a good seven.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's a type of target, and
1: uh, yeah. But with the potential, the, it it all depends on the unit he gives access to, what they can do. Because yeah,
2: and we don't know the, the new rules for the fanatics. No. Repair, repairing tanks, I managed to do that in Soma Talis with my box dread. That's because yeah. I always have like a, an old uh, second ed te- um, lead tech marine that I've done for my Astro Claws. He's trying to, but he like once in every six battles, he restores like one whole point.
1: <laughs> but but does, is he able to join uh, non robot units or is it only? Uh... No, he can join any
2: units, but he can also join robot units. Okay, yeah.
1: Then, uh, then his, um, yeah. Then, then I think he's a good seven. Nice, because he can fight. I tell you what, I'll,
0: I'm going to take over and do a couple in a row. But yeah. these guys are pretty core, pretty straightforward. Uh, but one needs a little bit more love than the other. Uh, explaining. Uh, but guys, cover me on this because, like I said, I'm just looking at screenshots. I don't have the rules to hand with all the extra bits for consoles and stuff. So first one we're going to talk about is the Primus Medicaid.
2: Oldie but Goldie.
0: Oldie but Goldie, and used to be a staple in any Terminator Death Star because they would give you a four-up, or five-up or four-up, feel no pain. I can't remember exactly what it was. Five-up. Uh, but in this one, you know, it's it doesn't look like he's changed too much. He has the, uh, the special rule, Sacred Trust which basically any model with the infantry or cavalry type in the same unit as a model with this special rule may re-roll any failed, it-will-not-die rolls, which is nice. This effect immediately ends if the model with the sacred trust rule is removed as a casualty. Uh, a war gear he gains an Arthesium for no additional points cost, and he, but he may not select a pair of lightning claws or a boarding shield. So those are his special rules. That's what he's all about. Uh, if I remember rightly, the Narthesium basically is the five up field opane. Exactly. So that's that's a good to go there. Um it doesn't specifically say in this unit that he has to be that you can he's the only uh, apothecary that can go with a terminator unit like it used to be. So is that something that, that stands out? I mean, can we now give the can we give normal apothecaries to terminator units? Or does this guy uh, have to be the only one that goes with Terminator units? Am I missing something here? You are asking the hard questions here.
1: (laughs) I'm just looking at the Well,
0: I'll tell you what. You scroll through the book. Don't stress about it. I'm going to try to cut some time and jump straight to the next one, which is the the Legion Siegebreaker. Now, this guy was a go-to for Iron Warriors. Always. I always had a Siege Breaker as my my um, uh, in my my list if I could run him because he does the something very important. Uh, he's got two special rules, um, which are um, Legion Break. He gains the Sunder special rule and the Art of Destruction special rule. So Art of Destruction is really nice. At the start of each shooting phase. The controlling player will nominate one friendly unit within at least six inches of, uh, at least, it says, one model within six uh, inches of a model with this special rule. That unit gains the benefits of the Sunder special rule for the duration of the shooting phase. I love that. I don't know about you guys, if that's ever been a thing for you, but I absolutely adore that.
2: It's classic. And also, Apothecary can't join Terminator units. Okay. all, All vanilla ones.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, gents, for checking on that for me. Appreciate that. But that giving somebody Sunder, beautiful.
2: Yeah. No. Well, Sunder is very situational, though.
0: Yeah, but it's useful if the unit doesn't have it. Being able to give it to someone, again, it's a bit more situational. Um,
1: I, I can't find the rule. Uh, that. yeah, that that's how the new rule books are set up, unfortunately. fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, gi- giving Sunder just to jump in yeah <laughs> um, I think that's what makes missiles viable I mm-hmm. think basic missile launcher squads they used to be pretty good because you you know when they fired from a site where no one was tanking mm-hmm. they could ta- they could wipe out almost an entire unit quite easily now that you don't have to think about placement anymore I think they lost a lot of their usefulness because as long as there's a sergeant, the missile launcher unit is going to flop most of their shots. Um, but if you give them Sunder, mm-hmm. then uh, they have their anti-air missiles. Um, yeah. I even think they're included from the start right now. Um, so so I think by giving them Sunder with your siege breaker, you actually give them what they need to uh, compete with the last cannons because now you can actually do pretty much damage Maybe land raiders are going to be a hard one, but they can compete on other on lower armor values, and they are much better at shooting down planes than the last cannons are. So, and and with the when we talked about the massive signal before, and how he helps the planes that you cannot intercept, then I think missile launchers are probably going to be the way to take down planes if you don't bring them yourself.
2: Yeah, because you you get the flag missiles for free.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah' which is pretty nice and then you have the Siegebreaker breaker to make them just annihilate planes
2: yeah
0: and I mean talking from a talking from a good old-fashioned uh, iron warriors point of view, put him with a squad of tyrant terminators <laughs> and um yeah, you're golden basically um but the one other thing I wanted to talk about which is very important uh, or was very important to me as an iron Warriors player. Is that Legion Siegebreaker gains a Nuncio Vox and three Phosphex bombs for no additional costs. No, that's not the important bit. In addition, any Legion Rapier carriers with a quad launcher in the same detachment may be upgraded to have Phosphex canister shot for plus 20 points per model. And any Legion Archer squadrons with a Morbus bombard at the same detachment may be upgraded to Phosphex shells for 20 points per model. In 1.0, before they changed the rules for Phosphex. This was god tier. You could ruin people's days with this. Um, this is really the only way to unlock phosphex, and for for all legions, I should say, should you wish to do it. Uh, I am someone who loves phosphex. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the new rules, but I'm not going to complain because you know they were pretty pretty nasty in the original. Op. Well, yeah, all right, fair fair point. They were overpowered, but at least I was never the guy who brought 12 quad mortars with them with Phosfex. I was never that bad, four at the most. I, I tempered myself by at least 66% compared to some people. Uh,
1: I have them here, Jody, if you want. The...
0: Oh, quick quickly hit me with the Phosfex rules, and then I'll give these guys a rating.
1: I, th- I think for the rapiers, yeah. pretty much nothing has AP3 anymore, Blast. They yeah. are now the, a heavy one, Blast 3. Poison 3+, strings 4, AP 3. They're Crawling Fire and Lingering Death, which is yeah. Crawling fires so that you can move your template a bit. I think it's 2 inches. It, w- it used to be, I haven't read the new rules on them, and Lingering Death is the dangerous terrain they leave. So, yeah. but it's only one shot now. It's Barrage, but Blast 3, Heavy 1. Yeah. So, basically for Rapiers, they used to have 4 of these shots each so, so now you get the, yeah, 25% of the firing power that you used to have on the old ones. Cosfex yeah. shell um, on the Morpus Bombard is a bit more fun. Um, same stat line, just with the, its Ordnance and AP1. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sorry, AP2. I'm sorry. It, it's Ordnance 1, AP2. So, so that, that's one that can actually take out uh, heavy armored units. The yep. only thing I, I think you need to also remember here is that veterans, terminators, a lot of units have gotten extra extra wounds. Mm-hmm. So giving one wound or only having one shot is not really that good anymore nope. with AP two.
0: I mean, this is uh, this is the thing. I mean, if it's uh, I'm going to give them both a rating. I would say the Primus Medicaid is a solid. I'd say a solid six. And my thinking is, this is one, it's restricted if you want to use it, it, well, restricted. You can use it anywhere. Its main bonus is the fact that you could put it with Terminators, which restricts it a little bit. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that, but it it also makes it, a you know, gives it a reason to exist. So for me, a solid six. Um, With the Siegebreaker... Uh, Because he can give Sunder to certain units that don't have it, I think that's more of a force multiplier, so I put that as a decent 7. If you're building a list around someone, you want to to build a list around someone for that phosphex bonus, he's an obvious 8, because that's very specific. But overall, I would say he's a 7. So I think that works.
2: Complicator are in the, the Legion rules. Yeah. And also the yeah. console that I was trying to, I just remember, it's, it's the Pravian. Pravian, thank you. And it's, it's still in there. It's still there, okay. Yeah, and the difference now is that basically uh, with the, the Forge Lord, you get Phalaxes, but the Pravian, you get Castillax and Waraxes. Ooh. So there Ooh, you go.
0: Yeah. We'll talk more about him in the next episode, because I know yeah. somebody's going to have to cover him. So, Eric, you've done the Bar yeah. Attack. You want to do the Vigilator?
1: Yeah, I will take the Vigilator and the separator from Alpha Legion right after each other. Go for it my dude. Because uh, mm-hmm. this that yeah, they they are quite a lot the same. Mm-hmm. Um so now I of course uh, turned away here from uh, <laughs> while while I was looking up weapons, but the vitulator, uh, we talked about him in the earlier episode when we talked about the like the new tactics for uh yeah, for for the new edition. Um, the vigilator is a one man killing machine and strategic, you know, uh, force multiplier. Um when you take a vigilator, he gets the uh let's see, I think he got um, yeah, mark for death and the master snipe master sniper rule and you can choose to have either scout or infiltrate. And the reason he can choose what to have, back in the days, you used to change armor on him. So you can take the recon armor to get the infiltrate, or you could take the, the power armor or the artifice armor to get the scout. And the reason they do this is because you cannot join infiltrating units with non-infiltrating units and the other way around. Um, so they let you choose the rules so you can place him in whatever unit you want no matter if it infiltrates or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm, I'm glad they did that. It's uh, well thought out. Uh, the master sniper rule is what makes this model uh, really awesome, and I think a lot of people are going to bring him for Scandus, uh, at least from what I heard among the Danes. Uh, it gives him Rending 2+, and he gets a master crafted Nemesis boulder and melter bombs for free. He cannot... Uh, ride a combat bike or a jet bike or have a jump pack. So he's forced to be on foot because he's like a sniper assassin ish dude. But he has the master sniper rule, which gives him rending two plus. So with a master crafted nemesis boulder, he has 72 inch range, hits on a two plus uh, with re roll, and always wounds on a two plus because with the rending rule, it's not only does it ignore your armor save when you uh, roll the required to do rent, it actually also automatically wounds. So anything, dreadnoughts, whatever, he wounds it on a two plus. And then, as a little bonus, he has shell shock one, which lowers your uh, leadership whenever you, uh, whenever you take a wound or when you need to take leadership based on wounds you've taken by this rifle. Uh, and it, as it is a nemesis boulder, he can choose who he hits in a unit. He wounds it on two plus. He ignores armor save. It has pinning. You get minus one leadership. So basically, I I played this character actually, um, and he he can just pin units left and right. He can kill characters. He can kill sergeants. Um, if if you have this guy like, and you you want a unit to not move. Then you kill the sergeant and they are down to a leadership 6 uh, test, um, so just to, to stay standing. So his his job is basically kill the apothecary in a unit, kill sergeants, make units uh, lay down, and with 72-inch range and relentless, he he can stay way out of range. He is the hard counter to uh, heavy support squads because you take out the sergeant in heavy support squad and then you pin the squads. And that, for example, with the Volkart Colorance that's 50 shots that can only snap fire uh, and cannot do reactions, which means you can you can start the shooting phase with him, pin a unit, and then you can just fire everything else at that unit after. Um, so I, I think that like, the Vigilator is actually really good. In the old days, the Vigilator, he could not take Power Fist and so on. There are no rules anymore restricting anything on a Vigilator other than uh, what he can write. So you can basically take a Vigilator with a Thunder Hammer and a boarding shield, uh, put him in a unit, he's relentless, pin shit all the way across the table... And then goes to close combat, and he will fight like any other console and uh, also kill stuff left and right. Um, if you give him the scout rule, well, then put him in a unit and they have scouts, so they get a move before the game starts. Okay. Uh, so basically, yeah, the the vigilator is just good. He's really, really good. so what's, his, what's his one what's his one to ten rating then, dude? I think, like he's not, he's not uh, like Barry and good, but he is right up there with him. Like in a in a Thousand Suns army, you can give him a, you can give him the Psycho powers. Jesus. So the, in a Thousand Suns, he's eleven. Mm-hmm. In any other army, he's nine. Fair enough. He's the strategic mastermind, especially in Space Wolf armies. I know his. He might not be you know, thematic for Space Wolves, but Space Wolves, they cannot take telepathy with the Rune Priests. So if you want... Oh, we'll get into that. The, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's basically, uh, he's a strategic uh, mastermind because you use him to pin different, or, yeah, you pin units with him. That's that's it. And you kill characters.
0: Okay, what about the, sab- the saboteur then? Can we jump to him?
1: Yes, we can. And uh, I'll just uh, move around here and swap the books, because I have him in another book laying right in front of me. So, the Saboteur is, unfortunately, a really really crappy Vigilator. Um, oh, okay. he's, yeah, he's Alpha Legion. He has uh, Infiltrate, Scout, and False Colors. So, And he's the Skirmish Unit subtype. So, for example, he gets plus one cover save for being a Skirmish. So, he is and he can only uh, join seeker squads and headhunter kill teams. The problem is they don't have the false color rules, so uh, yeah. Uh, the false color rules means that if a unit is composed entirely of models with the special rules, they cannot be targeted by shooting attacks as long as they have not made a shooting attack themselves. As as soon as they do a shooting attack or a charge, anything can target them. Unfortunately they can still be charged and get into close combat. So you have this character that the false color rule makes him able to actually move across the table alone. That's pretty cool. He has melter Bombs, Breacher Charges, Shroud Bombs, and he can't buy a Nemesis Boulder for five points. And he cannot take combat bikes, jet bikes, or jump packs. So it's exactly like the Vigilator. The problem is, Compared to the vigilator, the nemesis boulder he has it costs points first of all. It's not master crafted, and he does not give minus for leadership. He only has a rending five plus because there's no rending two plus on him. Uh, Breacher charges used to be really good. It used to be a blast strength eight, ap two. Now it's a strength ten attack against uh, against a building. So we talked about it before the episode started. He, in Somatalis you can walk over and blow up a door. And and that's about it. Like, he he has nothing really going for him that a Vigilator doesn't.
0: Well,
2: yeah, in, in that one-off scenario where you have to uh, destroy, like, a bridge or a command deck or something in Somatalis. Yeah. he just walks up, can't get shot at, and then blow yeah. that up, and the game is over. So, <laughs> in, in very limited niche scenarios he is an auto win but yeah everything else he's kind of hard yeah and
1: then you can say he has he has infiltrate and scout and he can join seeker and headhunter units so and so he's he can join those units but the thing is he, he doesn't really do anything of course you can close combat outfit him like again thunderhammer, breaching uh breacher ah sorry no the um, the shield he can take that so basically he can tank for your seeker squads he can do it for your headhunters your headhunters they have a precision shot four plus and they can take a multi melter and they are relentless so you know he he can tank for units but he he doesn't really do anything because I I could see if let's say false colors actually gave the unit the ability to not be shot at. But the thing is, you have to be composed entirely of models with the special rule for it to apply. And he's, as far as I know, he's the only model with that special rule. So you can do a unit of him, I guess, and then walk around with him.
2: Take more of him to make yeah. the units that join each other. Now, but uh, Doesn't um, Alpha Legion gives you, like, one of the rights of War gives you that false-colored...
1: Okay. okay that okay, then it might do uh i haven't read the all the Rider of wars yet but it if it does well then uh, then he can join the units that apply to but he's still he's a tank a very expensive tank with an nemesis boulder uh, if if someone got an idea for his use write to us um uh, right now I would say he's probably a two and a half on the one to 10 scale because he's very expensive compared to what he does because you can just take a normal console without an upgrade or with a better upgrade and then do exactly the same thing as you can do with this guy except you can't walk around on the table alone not being shot at while doing nothing. So it's, it's kind of sad. The idea is really good, but he needs something <laughs> uh, for him to be useful. So, what what are you rating him out of ten? Uh, two and a half.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Two and a half, but maybe a seven or eight on very specific missions.
1: Yeah, but it it needs to be very very specific. I I can't see a reason to to take him higher than that. Okay. Fair enough. And it's really sad. He just give him the old rule from the vigilator where you could sabotage a vehicle. Then yeah. there would be a five or six.
0: Right, okay, fair yeah. enough. Well, thing is, I know that we've tri- we've got we've gone a long episode here and that's also to acknowledge the work our editors are doing as well as what we've been talking about and that you're still listening, but I do want to get through these Space Wolf ones, so I'm going to try my best to get through them quickly, okay guys? Yep, yeah. all right. So, first off, you have the Pack Thane. Now, these are like um, experienced warriors, very cool idea. I like it. Very fluffy. Um they can, be, You can upgrade the Centurion, the, the Terminator variants as well, to be this guy instead of a standard console upgrade, which is basically what happens with special units for um, Legion specifics, is that they're instead of other options. The pack thing gains counterattack one, as a special rule. Um, he also may be upgraded given the Skirmish subtype, uh, no additional cost. It needs to be decided at the start of the battle before you deploy, because that's going to affect how a unit works and it may not take a legion scimitar bike or a legion sparta combat bike so overall it's a 10 point upgrade it's a very small points investment for an upgrade but you are using a centurion to do it i like i like some of the benefits it gives but a lot of the space wolf like main themed units have counter attack for example you can also buy units with the skirmish subtype so it's very situational. I'd probably put him at about a 6, personally. I haven't played with him yet, but I'd put him as a a 6 straight off the top. Speaker of the Dead. Now, this is where I love the rules, because the, the, the Wolves start getting more thematic at this point, and you can really have a lot of fun with this. Again, all the Centurion types can be upgraded to a Speaker of the Dead. Now, the Speaker of the Dead has an amazing benefit straight off his leadership is increased to 10. And all models with the Legion of Stati Space Wolf special rule in a unit that joins that he joins, they gain stubborn and hatred everything. That's important. That's a big plus. Oh, that's really good. He, yeah, he's plus 65 points, so he's an expensive one, but you put him with the right unit and you're not taking any modifiers to your leadership, and he's leadership 10. They're going to stick around. And hatred is amazing. You know? So there's that. He gains the Narthesium and a Mastercrafted Power Maul for no additional points costs, which I quite like. I like the idea of him uh, walking around with a Power Maul and just, you know, thwapping somebody in the top of the head. Uh, But again, 5-plus feel no pain uh, with the Narthesium. He can't take two lightning claws or a boarding shield, so very much like the Primus Medicae on that fact, but I think this is an almost almost an auto-include in any list. If you're going to run a big unit of some type, short of running Russ, this is the kind of guy you want.
2: He, he can join the Terminator dudes. So. Yeah. So if you want to go for a Primus Medicae, you might as well go for this one because you get so many extra fucking bonuses. Exactly.
0: And... You know, you get a nice large unit as let's say, 10 Vargir Terminators. Throw this guy in there. Their leadership, 10. They've got hatred, everything. They've got stubborn. He gives them a 5-up feel, no pain. Mastercraft, your Power mall is a nice addition. That unit is going to have to be ground down hard. I would put this guy up as a 9. Easily a 9, maybe even a 9.5 for the space will specific. The only thing that makes me twitch a little bit is his cost. He's plus 65 points. But I think it's fair to say he pays, those points are paid for what he can give
1: a force. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a great force multiplier. And I think yeah. also here, a lot of people are probably going to be like, well, I can put him in my, you know, big Terminator Death Star. Mm-hmm. But with, with the bonus he gives, especially yeah. the hatred. Uh, think the other way. Go yeah. like, what about a twenty-man destroyer squad, or you know, is a is it a is it gray slayers, or they're called yeah, the cheap
0: the gray, the gray yeah. slayers. Yep, yeah, they're great. Yeah. both both the sort of troop options, twenty-man gray slayers. Yeah, Ooh.
1: and they and they could get some really good weapons. So instead of saying, oh, I want to buff my big expensive Death Star, yeah, turn it around and say, how many really? Cheap troops can I make really good by joining this? Game. I'll
0: tell you what, what I love about Gray Slayers, and it, it, they are literally going to form the core of my, uh, my force when I get around to building it. Um, nice. Yeah, is that they have, um, they come with, uh, what is it, bolt pistol, combat shield, frag and crack grenades, power armor, but they come with a Fenrisian axe as a standard weapon. Now, you can swap out that combat shield if you want for a bolter. No additional cost. Nice. I like that. But they also have relentless and they have counter attack. Ouch. So you imagine a unit of 20 of those getting charged or charging, get the pl- at least the, get the plus one attack. So you're talking 40, 40 attacks from those guys. Hatred. Well, sorry, 41 attacks because the sergeant has two attacks base plus the close combat weapons, So you're adding another 20. You're getting a massive pool of attacks, right? Massive pool of attacks with hatred. And so you're rerolling the wounds. And the Fenrisian Axe is a plus one strength axe that has reaping blow one. So you are carving through people. Oh, yeah. So he is most definitely a nine, nine and a half for me.
1: Yeah, I agree, and and I think it's especially with the Grey Slayers, you also remember they can take an obscure amount of uh, power weapons and and stuff like that. Yes, they can. I, yeah.
0: I've, I've literally just, I'm not going to lie, sorry if I'm adding to this, I literally just wrote out what I was going to do for my list. I think I may switch one of the Grey Slayer units and make it a 20-man unit and put it in the Spartan <laughs> and throw this guy in there with them just after going through that.
1: Honestly, I think i why don't you just save the Spartan and buy an extra Grace Layer squad with that guy in for the same price?
0: Yeah, I might do that too. <laughs>
1: because you, you, I just need the models. Yeah, because obviously you should never, at least I think you should never, you know, swap the, the shield for the boulder. But you can uh, run and charge in the same turn. Yeah. And... So and with Space Wolves, uh, you can also get like a plus two run and charge move bonus at some uh, during the battle. Yeah,
2: and then you just do a reaction where you move towards your enemy, and then you yeah. just keep moving.
0: Oh yeah, it's a
1: nasty-looking thing. Yeah, I, I talked to Piaga about it because he's gonna play Space Wolves at Skandos, and basically bringing vehicles when you get the whole you know run and charge bonus, you are gonna charge in turn two no matter what, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for the Spartan because you can have an extra full unit for the, t- the, the price of the Spartan.
0: Then I shall think about that. I'm, I'm just going to have to get some more, more dudes. That's the problem. I'm just going to need yeah, the models.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it.
0: But like yeah. I said, he's a nine and a half. So the last one is the Caster of Runes because as we all know, Space Wolves don't use the warp. They use element stuff yeah rituals and things so they have their own psyker um and he is plus 45 points to purchase him now he gains the psyker subtype and has to select from certain disciplines so he can do divination telekinesis or biomancy from the standard list and there's the winds of fenris which i'll go through in a very quick moment which is their own specific list uh, or own specific psychic power he also gains Adamantium Will, uh, so he gets a four-plus, basically, anti psychic power, which would go over to the unit as well, if I remember rightly, while he's with them. He can, he can also take a Psychic Hood for 15 points, which is important, because it's not just limited to certain other places. And, okay, so the, the specific to Psychic Disciplines... So, he's got Wrath of the Death Wolf, which is... Um, Basically a template attack, so uh, I'm guessing a flamer attack, flamer template, strength 5, AP 4, assault 1, deflagrate, and force. So you have a template weapon hitting that does deflagrate, and it's a force check, which is pretty tasty, especially against certain armies, which is really what they're sort of built for, if we're honest. It's it's nasty, um, and I, I quite like it. And then you've got storm stormwrought, which is... Uh, instead of and th- like Eric said, you've got to be careful with certain things because it says when so, instead of making a shooting attack, the controlling player of the psycho with this psychic power may select a single friendly model, uh, a single friendly unit with at least one model within six inches of the psycho. So maybe you have to do some chain action for this to work, but um, and they have to be com- either infantry, cavalry, or dreadnought completely. You can't have a mix of unit types. That unit gains. Five up, shrouded special rule until the beginning of the next shooting. Controller's next shooting phase, and when using that power, they must they may choose to have the Psyker take a psychic test. Uh, and if he passes, he improves it to a three plus shrouded. Now, I have to say, the only problem with this bit is I can't. There is a downside to that, and the image I'm looking at doesn't have the downside on it. But I've got a horrible feeling it's going to do some nasty stuff to the unit that gets it gets cast on if he fails the. Like if he perils of the warp kind of thing, so that's going to be messy. Overall, I think it's super fluffy. I think it's a really nice uh, that they've got their own little subset of, of psychic powers. Forty-five points is doable. He's available in all all types. Um, I'd say he's a solid seven or eight out of
1: you know of options. I actually think, especially if you do the um, running over the table yeah the 3 plus routed save is it's going to be impossible to work with as as your as the opponent mm-hmm. um, so so you i even think a 7 is underestimating him but right. it, you need to play him in the correct you know setting mm-hmm. where it is a, you have just a wave of infantry running over the table full speed yep. and yeah i, I I don't see what's going to stop that if you have a uh, 3-plus surrounded safe.
0: It's pretty tasty. I mean, there's no arguments there. So again, um, like I said, overall, maybe a a 7.5. Situational, Um, 8.5, depending on how you're playing your army. But uh, the other thing I love about these units, these Legion Special ones, is you can make fun units for them. You can make fun things out of them. So, you know, conversion-wise and stuff like that, so, yeah, I think that is, we've covered a lot of the units, which is awesome. I'm really happy with that. I think we've got to wrap this one up now, however, gentlemen. Any final th- quick thoughts on, on the um, on the consoles we've covered today?
1: I think uh, it's going to be fun at Scandos to see what people bring. I don't know if yeah. uh, we have a lot, a lot of listeners, so we did just going to take them based on the ranking, But uh, <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to see what people bring um because i think the different communities with new rules they are gonna you know you see someone else doing something good mm-hmm. and then you copy that and then your whole community suddenly has the same you know uh the same uh group of characters mm-hmm. and then you you run into another group and they might have done something completely different
0: yep i think it's gonna be awesome freddie you got any thoughts dude
2: We'll see heaps of people playing like that have their old list, like for my Emperor Shillin example, that has a champion. They might change that for a Phoenix Warden or whatever mix things up. But I think we'll see, uh, I think with Eric, we'll see people that have done some like uh, reading the rules and finding like optimal consoles. There might be other people that just redo their old list and their consoles, how they work, have changed. And they kind of will notice that when they play more and more events. And mm-hmm. then we will have people that actually, finally now, with uh, find use for champions or like consoles that we haven't seen, like the Forge Lord now. Apparently, like now he's more useful because you get Thalaxis and stuff, so you can do more things than you just repair a vehicle. So
0: yeah, so it's they've got a lot more versatility in them, a lot more usage in them, so they're actually worth looking at. Um, and I think the Legion ones really suit the legions that they're there for. Um, yeah. So, I think that's
1: kind of cool. If we should do like a top three that we're going yeah. to see, I think Librarian and Vigilator and Master Signal are the ones we're going to see uh, quite uh, a lot of. I can back that I, I
2: think mean, we'll see a lot of Primus Medicare just because of yeah. that. We'll see a lot of Death Stars in Spartans again. Definitely.
0: Yeah. But it's going to be interesting. I look forward to seeing what comes up. That's for sure. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right. Well, I'm going to say we're going to get around to wrapping this episode up now. Um, I want to do <laughs> we do this every episode, but they deserve it. A shout out to the two ladies who edit this episode. We love you. We're sorry. Um, it's one's gone a bit long, but you know it's going to be worth it, especially as we've been off for a week or so, uh, or an episode, or so I should say. Um, other than that, I hope everyone's having an amazing time with Heresy. Uh, lots of cool stuff out. Don't forget again, we've got our Discord group which you can join via our Facebook group, which you can join via our Facebook page. And we have our hobby hangouts every week, uh, starting this week and going forward. So that's going to be fun. Uh, Eddie, you gents, got anything else you want to say before we, we wrap this one up?
2: Uh, well, just keep donating to the charity and get your raffle tickets.
0: Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, and don't forget, if you join our Patreon for the small sum of uh, 3 or $4 a month, I think it is, uh, you get entered into our Patreon raffle as well, which we'll have more info on in our next episode. So come on, jump over there. There's a link on our Facebook page. Um, other than that, I'm going to wrap this up and say it's a good night from me. And me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry on in the streets. Be fulgrim in the sheets. And try not to lose your head. This is the Vranjid Heresy Podcast, signing off.